This is the Social Media Strategy Podcast. Brought to you by worldpodcast.com. You've come to the right place if you want to take your social media to new heights. Now, here's your host, Pauline Stockhausen. Hi, I'm Paul Spain. Now, the reason you're hearing me is we've decided to do a special introductory episode of the Social Media Strategy Podcast. So, very pleased to welcome our newest podcaster and the host of the Social Media Strategy Podcast, Pauline Stockhausen. Welcome, Pauline. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, look, it's a privilege for me to be on your show, but uh, I guess you know, listeners are probably a bit curious about this. So why did you decide to be interviewed for the first episode? Well, I thought it was something a little different. It's usually people uh, talking about themselves, but I thought it'd be really good if you interviewed me and got my key points for the first episode. Yeah, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Now, let's start maybe just giving some highlights of what the Social Media Strategy Podcast is going to be all about, what people can expect to hear across upcoming episodes. So obviously, social media strategy is uh, is, a, is a key to that, but there, there's going to be more than just, uh, just strategy, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's about everything that goes with the strategy, you know, learning about new techniques, new platforms. Um, anything that you would have to put into your strategy and really uh, work through for your business. So we it's a sort of a wide scope, but it's really all about how you can build a strong strategy and you can learn to change in that strategy and be in and being moving continually. And that's key, isn't it? In the world of, of digital and social media, this this broad world of technology things are just moving and changing all the time so it's all very well to think well look I'm going to sit down and write a social media strategy that's going to set me up for the next five years uh, but of course things are going to change so you know even a business strategy these days uh, isn't what it used to be in years gone by because you have to keep changing and pivoting and adjusting incorporating new things and new technologies so Will you be helping people actually develop their own strategies as as well as to make those changes and pivots where appropriate? Yes, that's right. So it's all about planning and learning to work and split test and work out what works, what doesn't work, and then pivoting as well. I mean, I think um, you're right. These days, um, things change so fast and you've got to move with that change and be nimble enough that you can change with the time. So that's basically what this whole podcast is about. That's fantastic. Well, let's get straight into it. Now, the title of the podcast is pretty clear, Social Media Strategy Podcast, uh, but maybe you could give us an introduction of what the episodes are likely to consist of. Yeah, the episodes are really interesting. We have um, speakers from all over the world have streamed in to be interviewed by me, and they uh, everything from learning how to use Facebook um, how to do a strategy on email marketing to um, understanding WeChat. So everything you need for a strategy plan for your business or your company, um, we'll be covering those. And what's really good is we've got some really amazing speakers who are coming on board. So it's kind of exciting, really. Yeah, there are some great speakers. I'm looking looking forward to seeing that final uh, lineup of the initial episodes. Now... There will be some people listening that will be struggling to pick probably your accent and my accent, mostly because around the world, the Kiwis, well, there's not so many of us, right? And we're a long way away. That's right. We are slightly unique at the bottom of the earth, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're not down and out. 
Well, here, I mean, we're, both, we're recording here in Auckland, New Zealand, but uh, some people may have come across you before because you have uh, followers on your social media channels, uh, groups you have on Facebook and so on all around the world. Um, you're also known uh, for speaking at Social Media Marketing World, which is the world's biggest social media conference. Um, you spoke at that for the first time uh, this year, 2016. Maybe you can just give a little bit of a highlight of what it was that you were speaking about at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. Yeah, so one of my expertise is online communities. It's really where I love to play in Facebook groups. So I was speaking on online communities on how to um, be seen in groups or how to design your own group. And really, I gave away some really good tactics on Um, what business owners could do in groups and admins on how to control the group and keep the groups growing. So why why have Facebook groups become so popular? Why are so many people interested in, in using them? Well, I mean, people are naturally attracted to each other and especially if it's a themed group, it's really... Um, if you've got a group that's really um, niche down or niche down, you can attract that sort of target market and a lot of people just gravitate to being in communities. So uh, for business owners, that's really good because they're active, you know, the, the groups are really active, they're continuing, you've got eyeballs in there. So they, um, uh, some people find them a lot better than business pages, for example. Yeah, well, they're certainly uh, you know much better in terms of encouraging discussion and so on, right? Than, yes, that's than right. a tra- typical page. So, okay, that's good. Um, now, the sort of clients that you work with, uh, both in New Zealand and internationally, maybe we can drill into some of those uh, groups. Now, I know uh, celebrities. There's there's some of those that you uh, you deal with both uh, here in New Zealand and on a on a global basis. What sort of uh, advice and input would you give to uh, to that group? Yeah, so for my overseas um, celebrities, I think um, it's giving a lot of advice on how to grow your, your presence online, things you can talk about, things you can cu- encourage um, your fan base to be um, passionate about. We do a little bit of um, reputation management as well. Oh, what's that? So that's if um, you're getting a bit of bad press. So it's just making sure that we're handling that and we're keeping an eye on what people are saying and what the general conversation is across the board. And um, what else do we do? We do a lot of um, educating on how to use the platforms and really finding out where these particular people should be, um, where their fan base is going to be. So... Now, I heard somewhere that you also work with um, with those involved in uh, in politics. Now, I, you know, it's not that's not a world I like to engage with too too much. It becomes you know people are sort of one side of the fence or the other. Um, that maybe you're involved with somebody involved in uh, going for you uh, position of the U.S. president, um, and you know some some varying other uh, uh, people a head of state and so on. What are the sorts of things that you would advise a politician on? What's unique around uh, politics and why they would need help? So in some of those cases, I've been asked to advise on how they can utilize Facebook groups um, because I'm the expert in that. So um, that's one thing that we've been um, discussing and talking about and educating on how to use Facebook groups to their advantage and getting them to understand what Facebook groups are all about. With the political side, 
You know, it's just, you know, social media is all about communities. It's all about engaging to people with people in your area. So with politicians, it's getting them to understand that, you know, Joe Bloggs just lives down the street and he has an issue and it's a it's it's a way for people to engage and have a two-way conversation instead of having them come into the office. So a lot of um, strategy around how they can deal with that and how they can engage with the people that are in the area. Good. So, Pauline, this topic of Facebook groups seems to keep coming up, even though we're, we're, we're not very far into the, uh, the first episode yet. <laughs> so I've got a question for you. Will there be a Facebook group? Is, is that part of our strategy for the Social Media Strategy Podcast? Oh, it's interesting that you've said this, Paul. I've been thinking about this for the last few weeks, and we will have a group for our VIP. So for the people who subscribe to our um, email list, they will get first dibs into our group, and only, they're, they're the only ones that will be accepted into the group, so people who belong to our email list. And what's great about the group is when we do an episode, we will have some live videos from the speakers that we that I talk to, So there'll be a little bit more um, education and questions so people can ask further questions. So it's a really nice mix. So it's going to be really exciting. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. Live video is uh, is good. Now, other sorts of clients you work with, I think, uh, you know, businesses, probably all sizes, right? You you write down to to individuals, you help them building their brands. Um, So that sort of becomes your smallest, uh, your smallest business unit up to quite large international sort of firms. Um, what are the sorts of uh, things there that are, that are different in terms of dealing with uh, businesses as opposed to um, heads of states and uh, uh, celebrities and so on? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot that's different, but what are, what are the typical uh, th- ways in which you would interact with them? Yeah, so for my smaller clients, it's a lot more hands-on and teaching them how to do it themselves. They don't have a lot of staff, so they're basically learning and trying to get their voice heard online. So we do a lot of coaching with those particular smaller clients, and they, um, funnily enough, they have a group as well that they go into where they can ask me questions. And for the bigger corporates, it's a lot more strategy on what they're trying to achieve and how how they, you know, achieve that. So whether they're across all the platforms, um, they're doing email marketing, really tying everything together so it all works systematically. One of the things I find is companies, they really want to be online, but they haven't sorted out their email list and their back end of their website doesn't work and they don't drive traffic. So we really go in and fix up all those issues and have everything streamlined and made um, and have procedures in place so that they can deal with different situations as well. So that's a few things that we do. That's good. Now, thinking of um, thinking of a, a typical business that has been using social media for some time, when you go in and you start engaging with them, do they have a whole lot of questions or issues that they would come to you with, or are they just coming and saying, "Look, I really need, we really need help, uh, just getting a strategy established"? What's the, you know, what's that typical thing look like? Yeah, so one of the first things they're like, "I know I need this social media thing, but uh, I don't know where to start." So we get a lot of that, um, or they've started up their social media and they're just not sure. Um, it's working or how they can make it work better. So we, we, generally, we generally go in and we look at what they've done in the past. We, we find out what their actual goals are. What are they trying to achieve, you know? 
Um, what's their long-term goals? Because social media is a long burn. It's just not jumping on and, you know, making 100 sales in an hour. It's um, it's about building relationships and loyalty and trust. And so we teach um, our clients how to do that. No um, one wants to hear that. People want to no. know that they turn on social media and they're going to make a lot of money, surely. Yeah. Is that not the reality? Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that all the time. You've got to build the foundation first and... Anything you do, you have to build a foundation, a real strong foundation. Because, you know, with social media, you put a highlight on something and um, if something did go viral and you didn't have the foundation in place and the customer service, it will fall apart and you will do more damage to your brand in the long run. So we sort of educate on how to do that and form that foundation and put those procedures in place. Okay, that's good. Now, what I'd be keen to hear would be some some tips for listeners that are you know, I guess reason, reasonably broad that might be a, you know might be useful for people that are listening into this first episode this is really just a, a, a very small taste of obviously what they're going to hear um, on the upcoming episodes whether they be episodes that are you sharing on a particular topic or there are episodes where you're talking to a, a, an, an expert in a you know particular um, segment of of the world of social media and um, and and digital. So what what would be the first thing that you would uh, you would share? The first thing I would share, and it's a, quite a simple thing, is if you are already on social media, is making sure all your links work and making sure your about page is filled in. So this is something I find all the time that no one does. They get so excited that they're going on social media. They're like, we're building a business page. This is awesome. Let's do it. But they don't actually spend the time in um, filling in the information. And, you know, a lot of the times they've changed websites or they've moved addresses and they haven't got their maps sorted out. uh, It really damages their brand in the long run because what people do is they actually search, like, for example, in Facebook. People search in Facebook now. Um, because they want to find the phone number so they can ring directly. And um, more often than not, you don't have a phone number in, so you can't be called. So definitely getting all your collateral correct across the board, making sure your website has your social media buttons. Depending on what your strategy is, um, and or if you have in the past put up Facebook and they're not sure what to do it uh, to do with it, you have to keep it updated because the moment someone checks in and sees that you're not updated, the first thing they think is you're out of business. So that would definitely be the first tip that I would give across, give advice on. That's good. Brilliant. And now we're on the subject of Facebook. Yeah, you know, Facebook um, alerts you now how quickly that. Yeah, people respond to messages on their Facebook page. Now, everyone's probably a little bit different. Some organisations will have somebody who's catering to their Facebook page 24-7 and can respond very quickly. Other people, that's not the case. Maybe they need to have a holiday and they're not going to have time to be responding to their Facebook messages. What's an appropriate way of handling uh, those those, uh, inquiries that come in? Yeah, it depends on what type of business you have That because um, everyone's different. But if you are a retail business and you have closed up for the week, it's quite okay. I mean, in New Zealand, it's quite okay to say, hey, guys, the team and I have taken a week off. We won't be available for this week, uh, but we're back on this date. Uh, so that's quite acceptable um, over here. 
Yeah, I guess in New Zealand we do tend to take the sort of big uh, middle of the summer breaks and uh, quite a lot of businesses actually. Yeah. It's part of the relaxed nature of New Zealand. In fact, sort of mid-December to mid-late January um, where it's summer in the southern hemisphere and uh, we just like to unplug and go to the beach and do all sorts of fun fun things. Not not so much business or work is done during that period, is it? (laughs) No, that's right. Everyone sort of goes to the beach, so... So it is quite acceptable in New Zealand to do that. Um, whereas overseas, it's it's just making sure that you communicate your times with, that you're available. And with Facebook messages now, you can put an automation and say, "Hey, you've reached us outside of hours. We will someone will get back to you in the next twelve hours, as long as you've got someone there who is checking your messages and making sure." And these days, you know, you've got your phone on you. You've it's quite easy to um, be available. So it's just making sure that your staff have rules around that. So, yeah, that's good. What's another tip that you can you can share? Maybe for uh, for larger businesses, the sorts of things that the sorts of challenges that they come up with, or the sorts of advice that you find maybe is as a common thing that you need to uh, need to share. I think for larger companies, it's um, being open to making change and seeing what is coming up in the horizon. Um, A lot of companies get, um, corporate companies that I've dealt with have done something this way for so long, they just don't want to change at all. Um, They've had an email format, and that's the format it's been. And, uh, you know, having someone innovative in the company who can see that, you know, look, if we just change a few things, I can definitely see that would have more reach or changing the way that you communicate in that email list. So having people that are innovative and can see the future of um, the technology these days is really important. Um, and how do you get that across the line? Is that by, by using the numbers, by, by using data to actually drive those decisions? Because sometimes it is hard to get people to change when they're very comfortable. As you say, look, it's, you know, this is how we've done it for a long time. We've worked it out. This is the best way to do it. Uh, do you have to measure and get numbers and say, well, why don't we try hitting a small percentage of people with, with this different email and, and let's see whether we get a bump in the numbers? Yeah, split testing. Split testing is one of my favorite things and not a lot of people do it, but actually dividing up your audience and doing two different, um, doing the old email way and then doing the new email way and then checking your um, your analytics to see you know what worked and what didn't work. That is the best way to see if, um, you know, making change is a good way. Um, Split testing all your emails, actually, over a course of a few months is a really good way to understand your audience, who's engaged, who's not. Um, So those are different things that businesses and companies can really try. And do you sometimes see some big differences when you do that split testing or A-B testing? Do you see, you know, sometimes, you know, whether, whether it's as simple as, as changing the way that a, um, a subject line is written in an email or, or maybe, you know, deeper in terms of the content, um, do you, you know, sometimes see some, some big differences where it's, it's really worthwhile making a change or are they mostly quite small? I guess even small can be valuable if, if you've got a really big number of people you're dealing with, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, we've, I've been in um, companies where we've done a small split test. So they've got had 100,000 on their email list and we split test 10,000 each. So that's 20,000. And it was a huge difference. So we split test the two groups of 10,000. Then one email hit um, a lot more, got a lot more open rate. So then we did that whole email to the rest of the list 
and that made you know the company a lot of sales so it definitely does work if you you know you have the time to do it yeah and certainly the bigger the the bigger the number of people yeah. you're dealing with the bigger your list and so on the more important right. that is and of course you can do the same the same techniques that can apply to what you do online with your website and so on as well right yes that's yeah. correct yeah um and another tip what's what else what else can you share i think you know we, we we need to give away a little bit of gold with this first episode of course there'll be there'll be lots in all of the upcoming episodes with all the um you know each, each one you focus on yeah. uh, have you got something else for us um Probably the one that I get asked about all the time is my email list. So my own personal email list has just reached 65,000 and I've built it in a year. Well, it's a little over a year now, but um, so everyone asked me how I, how, how did I do that? How could I possibly have done that? And why did it take you so long to get started? Oh, I know. I just... You're telling yeah. everyone else how to yeah. how to do these things, and you d- hadn't started your own, but well, you I have hadn't now. Concentrated on it, I was yeah. concentrating on um, building up my online presence, so I wasn't that focused. But when I went to social media marketing on last year, um, I sat next to someone, and we were talking about an email list, and he was telling me about how well he's done you know and I sort of was telling my clients you know you need an email list it's really important but I wasn't following my own advice yeah so I really was like okay Pauline you're gonna have to sort this out and really test out what works and what doesn't work so it was a good experiment for me and once once I hit the first 10,000 I was like oh my gosh this is amazing you know because my audience and my email list are so more engaged than on my Facebook business page so it became sort of a game and um, yeah, so everyone keeps asking me, how did you do it? What do you do? What are the tips? So probably my biggest tip that I, when I look back, having my email list as a very VIP gated community um, probably is why um, my list grows so fast because the content that I put in my email list goes nowhere else. You won't see it on the front page of my website. You won't see it on my social media because I treat that list as my gold list, you know. I look after those people. I engage with them in the list as well, and I've built relationships just with that list. So I think that's really important. But the reason, it's consistency, actually, is the key. You know, if you're consistently working on your email list, you will consistently grow. It's like with anything, Paul. I mean, like, if I consistently go to the gym, I'll consistently get smaller, if I consistently don't go to the gym, well, let's have a look. You, do you know what I mean? So it is consistency is probably the key. You know, set those ground rules. Are you going to send an email every month? If you are, what's in the email? How are you going to treat it online? Are you going to, um, how are you going to explain what's in the email list without giving away too much tips? So using fear of missing out is, um, probably my favorite sort of tactic you know this is what's coming up next month um if you don't sign up you miss out fair enough that's good that's good that's a that's a great tip and i think it is something that yeah often we don't do as well as we we should so Mm. that's excellent well i think that wraps up our first episode pauline very exciting it is exciting i can't wait to get started now on upcoming episodes 
who might we be expected to hear? I mean, I know there's a whole lot, and some of those are still under wraps. You can't reveal all of them, but you know, one or one or two of the guests and and the sorts of uh, topics that might be coming up soon. Yeah, there, there's some amazing guests. Um, you know, where I've been really lucky to get um, Michael Stelzner on board. So he's going to be talking about social media marketing world and conference and upcoming apps that are coming up. So that's kind of exciting. Um, I well, was, so his his uh, organisation, Social Media Examiner, I mean, they, they do some fantastic stuff in the social media world, don't they? So I'm sure we're going to get some great uh, learning from Michael. That's right. I mean, he is the leader in social media, so it's kind of exciting. So, And, and also, you know, Cliff Ravenscraft, I've become really good friends with Cliff. It was so good to have him come on as well. We've got Pat Flynn. And we've got, you know... Uh, got people from around the world as well, not just yeah. not just Americans, right? Yeah, from all around the world, from Canada. UK. Oh, you're from the UK. We've got someone from Australia. And so, even, even New Zealand, right? And New Zealand, yeah. So it's a really good mix. And, you know, some of the, some of the people are unknown, but they're experts in their field. So the value that they give is you, you just can't get that value from anywhere else. And I'm really excited because not only do we have them speaking, but we have some really great resources that go with that. So That's great. Well, I'm interested personally in getting hooked up with these resources. So where do I go to get on this fancy VIP list? Yeah, so just go to the website, socialmediastrategypodcast.com, and you can sign up straight from there. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm going to see if I can be first on the list. Yay. And thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for being my first interviewee, interviewer for the first podcast. I thought that was really important to have you on board, especially because you've been such a wealth of knowledge on my journey. So I look forward to interviewing you again in a few episodes. Yep. No, we'll, we'll look forward to that. And it's, uh, it's great to have you here in the studio. And special thanks to Selena Spain for, uh, for producing this episode. And we will, I guess, finish up with this one. And uh, everyone should sign up and make sure they're subscribed to get all the episodes. That's right. So we'll see you at the next episode. See ya. The Social Media Strategy Podcast. Brought to you by worldpodcast.com. You've come to the right place if you want to take your social media to new heights.